We've been talking the last uh, several weeks about the questions that Jesus asks. And specifically, we're looking at questions in the Gospels, but then we, we ask ourselves, okay, how is he asking that question of us? And, and I am going to be talking today about um, the story of the feeding of the 5,000. We're going to look at Mark's version of that. Um, so I'm going <clears> to <throat> go ahead and read that to you, to you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so they had actually, um, Jesus had been with his disciples and they had, had sort of traveled away um, to a solitary place. But then they went ahead and they landed in this place. And it says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. <clears throat> he also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. Again, probably a familiar story to many of us. Um, it's an important story because it's something that it does a lot of things on a lot of different levels for us and our understanding of Jesus. Um, the, the, the miraculous aspect of it kind of gets us a glimpse into his power. Um, it gives us a glimpse into his compassion. But we're going to focus in today on the question that he asked. Because it's interesting to me that he even asked a question at all. If you didn't catch it, the question was this. He asked his disciples, how many loaves do you have? And I think it's an interesting question because he didn't need to ask it. Um, he probably didn't need loaves at all. <laughs> he could have fed them with whatever he wanted to feed them with. Um, he, could have, he could have turned something into bread. He could have done whatever he wanted to do. But he wanted to know from the disciples, what do you have to bring to this situation? And that's why we're going to dwell on that question, because I think that has bearing for us as well. Um, so I did make an outline. Um, and somebody, maybe Keith, I think, has can drop it in the chat box for you guys. Because um, some of you really love this. I know that I, I do this every once in a while when I teach now. Um, <clears throat> it just helps to kind of keep keep the scriptures um, in front of you. If you want, you can download this outline and it's got the scripture verses on it. You don't have to. It's totally optional. The first thing that, that, that comes to mind with this passage as I think about Jesus uh, and, and his approach to this is that his primary mission, Jesus' primary mission, is compassion. The way Jesus addresses the world, approaches the world, is always about compassion first. That's why he came. That's what he calls us to be part of. Uh, we see that when he first lands and it says he saw the large crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. 
very frequently through the Gospels. We see Jesus having compassion. He weeps over the city of Jerusalem. He has compassion. There's another uh, instance where he has uh, compassion on the people because they're like sheep without a shepherd. And he says to his disciples, um, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. <clears throat> Jesus' work, the harvest that he's talking about, is the need in our world for compassion, the need in our world to have needs met. Keith mentioned this earlier, that, that Jesus' mission is about uh, restoring sight to the blind. It's about feeding the hungry. It's about taking care of the prisoner, releasing the captives. These are the things that Jesus said. And the other uh, verse on your outline that I'll read, if you don't have it, is uh, from Luke. Uh, when, when Jesus <clears throat> first sort of uh, becomes um, active in his ministry, he returns to his hometown and he goes to the synagogue. Um, and everybody's excited because, you know, hometown hometown rabbi is now back and he's in church, right? And, and he goes to the scrolls and he unrolls it to Isaiah. And he says this, He's quoting Isaiah. He reads, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then, it says in Luke, Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. Important to note, that in, in the synagogue, sitting down was what you did to teach. In our church, when, when the teacher stands up, we're ready to hear him teach. But in the synagogue, it's when they sit down. So here's what Jesus does. He reads from Isaiah, the quote that I just read you. Then he sits down and everybody is, their eyes are fixed on him. It says, the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So what an amazing, powerful statement for Jesus to inaugurate his ministry by saying, I am the fulfillment of these things, proclaiming freedom for the prisoners, proclaiming good news to the poor, recovery of sight for the blind, setting the oppressed free. This is the compassion that Jesus is characterized by. So first and foremost, in this uh, story of the feeding of the 5,000, we see his compassion at work. He looks on the crowd, he sees that, that, they, are, that they are hungry, uh, that they're not just hungry for bread, uh, but they're hungry for teaching. Remember, I told you they had gone to this remote, solitary place, but there were 5,000 people that showed up there because they were hungry to hear the words of Jesus. So he has compassion on them. The second thing is that Jesus invites you to join him in his compassionate work. In this story, he invites the disciples. The first thing that he does in response to their uh, concern when they say, oh my gosh, it's really late and these people don't have dinner you need to send them away so they, they have time to go into town and buy food. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, you give them something to eat. You take care of it. You meet the need. So as we live in our world that is filled with the need for compassion, and I think now more than ever in our broken and divided world where we're seeing injustice of all flavors, we are seeing um, people who are hurting and suffering and in pain uh, in so many different ways. And Jesus is asking us to participate with him. Yes, Jesus has compassion. That is his primary mission, is to bring healing and reconciliation and redemption and hope to these people. And he's asked us, you do it. You give them something to eat. In 1 Corinthians, Paul uses this phrase that, uh, that, that people use often uh, when they're talking about uh, us and our work. Paul says, we are co-workers in God's service. And some translations say we are co-laborers with Christ. 
Christ is doing the work. Jesus is doing the work. But we are working with him. He wants to work with us and through us. We talk a lot about being the hands and feet of Jesus, right? Those hands and feet are the ones that are that are doing the, the walking, that are doing the, the helping, that are doing the lifting, that are doing the healing, right? We are the hands and feet of Jesus. In John chapter 14, <clears throat> when his disciples <clears throat> were asking him for, for more signs and wonders, they're like, show us the Father. We want to see the Father. And Jesus is like, are you kidding me? How long have we been together? I've shown you the Father. And then Jesus goes on in John chapter 14. He says, very truly, I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. Do you see the the both and there? Jesus is saying, anyone who believes in me is going to do great work, but I am also going to do the things you ask me to do. Sometimes when we talk about being the hands and feet of Jesus, we forget that the hands and feet are connected to the head. <laughs> we are the body of Christ, but Christ is the head, and we are connected to him, and we work together with his direction, with his leading, uh, but, but he, a disembodied head, wouldn't be doing the work without us. We have to participate in that. So to me, that's the statement here when Jesus says, you give them something to eat. It's an invitation to join him in his work. Now, here's the crux. The next thing that happens is when Jesus says, you give them something to eat, the disciples say, we don't have enough. We don't have what we need. And here's the question that we want to talk about today. Jesus asks them, how many loaves do you have? He didn't ask him that because he was counting. He was thinking, oh, phew, it's a good thing you got five because if you had had four, we were going to have to send a thousand people home because I only, you know, five is what we needed for all... No, he was asking them, what do you, bring what you have. Everything you have will be enough. Bring what you have. And they had five loaves and they had two fish. And there's probably some cool like number thing there about the fact that there were seven things that they brought. I don't know. I'm not that smart. But the, they brought these things. They brought what they had. And to me, there's, there's a ridiculousness in the story. If you really think about the number 5,000, and think about how much food it would take to feed 5,000 people. And some scholars believe there was even more because they would have only counted the men and the women and children would have been additional, right? So that could have been who knows how many thousands. And it's sort of ridiculous to think that five loaves and two fish could do that. And that's the point. Jesus is saying, whatever you have, no matter how small it is, bring it. And this is an important point. And I was, I was talking with Sabrina and Keith about this idea a couple of days ago, and Sabrina brought up this amazing point. Sabrina said, you know, sometimes all we hear is Jesus saying, you give them something to eat. And then we stop listening, and we figure, oh my gosh, I've got to do all this work on my own, and I've got to work so hard, and I just don't have what I need. And we don't hear the second part of that, which is him asking, how many loaves do you have? This is why I almost wanted to quit this morning when Bethany did the, the, the tasks with the kids. Kids, I hope you're doing that. And adults, you maybe should do it too. What loaves do you have? The loaves that you have are the, the, the things that you probably don't even think twice about. The, the gifts um, that maybe you don't even consider to be gifts. Later on today, Sabrina is going to be introducing us to this new compassion team. 
Uh, again, this is what we're about, the compassion of Jesus. And this compassion team was born out of uh, some, some pretty, some pretty uh, difficult and desperate circumstances. And Sabrina did what she knows how to do, which is pray for people and write letters of encouragement. That doesn't seem like a huge thing. It was totally within her capability to write a few letters and, and to pray for people. But pretty soon that started to transform her heart and it started to grow. And now she's bringing more and more people into this effort to encourage people in prison and the people who work in the prison. This is what I'm talking about. The loaves may not be something flashy or amazing or, or th that you even think are worth thinking about. But the five loaves and the two fish are so small. But Jesus asks anyway, how many loaves do you have? What can you bring to help with this work of compassion? I put on the outline some other references. I didn't put scripture references, but I want you to see also, <laughs> this is sort of like, if you're interested, go in the Bible and look at these other references. See also Abraham, quote, I'm too old. Moses, quote, I can't speak well. Jeremiah, quote, I'm too young. Solomon, quote, I'm not wise enough. Peter, quote, I'm too sinful, Lord. And Ananias, if you don't know, Ananias is the one that Jesus sent to uh, Saul when he was converting to Paul, right? So Saul was this, this horrible terrorist who was killing Christians. And on the road to Damascus, he went blind. And God goes to this poor guy, Ananias. He says, I want you to go to this guy, Saul, who's been killing Christians. And, uh, and, and Ananias says, it's way too dangerous. No way. So all of these stories in the Bible of people who said, I can't do that. I don't have what it takes to do that. I'm too young. I'm too old. I, I can't speak well enough. I'm, I'm not wise enough. I, it's too dangerous. I'm going to get hurt or killed. How many loaves do you have, Jesus says? How many loaves do you have? What can you bring to this work of compassion? Because here's the ultimate truth. Number four, and the fourth part of this story that I think is really important, is um, Jesus will multiply the work. And, and that's the story of, of the loaves and fishes, right? When we talk about it, we also talk about the word multiply. We use that a lot when we're describing the story of the loaves and fishes. Jesus will multiply your work. He'll take what you have and he will bless it. Just like Jesus did with the loaves and the fish. He took the bread, he looked up to heaven, he gave thanks for it, and he gave it to his disciples to distribute. And somewhere in that process, mysteriously, in the distribution of this bread, there was enough. And not only was there enough, there was more than enough. So the question for you is, how many loaves do you have? What are your loaves? What do you have to offer? Trust that, that Jesus is going to take that if you offer it to him freely and multiply it for the work of the kingdom. I want to finish with um, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. Paul is, I think that's maybe 2 Corinthians. Um, Paul is talking about generosity. He's talking to, writing a letter to a group of people who've been generous in supporting his ministry. And he says these things about generosity, but I think it's not just about financial giving and financial generosity. I want you to think about this in terms of loaves. What are you willing to give to the ministry of Jesus, to the cause of Christ? Paul says this, Now he, God, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God.
So you get the transaction there. If you're generous, if you give what you have, and we're not just talking about money, we're talking about talent and time and effort and energy, writing a letter or two every month or so, right? Give what you can. And Jesus will not only multiply that as it goes forth, but he will multiply it in yourself so you will have even more to give, even more generously. So that's the question. How many loaves do you have? And uh, I love... I love the idea of, of what the kids are doing. And in fact, I was thinking that adults, maybe I was going to ask you to do a similar thing. I really was thinking that as you go today, I want you to just jot down, maybe maybe during our last worship song or maybe during communion, jot down a few things if you have a pen and paper. What, what might your loaves be? What are the things that you have? Maybe you really love spreadsheets. I know some of you who really love spreadsheets. And how can you use a spreadsheet for the kingdom of God? Well, I know people who do it. Yes, Melanie, it's you. I know people who do it, right? Whatever it is that may seem pretty common or may seem even mundane, what is it that you have that you can bring to the work of compassion in the world? You're a good organizer. You're a good, uh, a good speaker or a good, maybe you, you like to, to, to write things up. Whatever it is, think about your loaves and what you have to offer. That's it. Thanks, everybody.